0: Welcome to this talk from Emmaus Road, a church with congregations in Guildford and Woking in the UK. To find out more about who we are and what we're up to, please visit us online at EmmausRoad.com. This reading is from Luke chapter 2,
1: verses 1 to 20. So, the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth into Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went to there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about them to this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and had seen, which were just as they had been told."
0: Well, good morning. How amazing was that nativity? Oh my goodness, so, so good. I absolutely loved it. I mean, I did did have one small issue with the casting. Sam, Ella. I mean, obviously I did have a newborn baby this year. (laughs) I'm thinking, this is her moment. This is her year, she's gonna be the baby Jesus. Little Nathan Jones hipster to the post. So we're not happy with that. But to be honest, I was quite upset. And then Nathan comes up and he sits in that manger and he doesn't make a sound. <laughs> so that, that was actually really good casting because I'm pretty sure my baby would have been quite loud in that situation. So this morning, we are going to be looking at the unbelievably unlikely story of the nativity that we just saw and heard, the unlikely story, the Christmas story. And some of you in here have some very special Christmas bingo cards. Has anyone got one of those? Can you give me a little wave? Yes, beautiful. So if you have one of those Christmas bingo cards, What I want you to do is to listen really carefully and then every time you hear one of the words on your card, you need to score it off and once you get all the words, if you're the first person to find all the words, I want you to run up here to Matt, previously known as a donkey, excellent cameo, and if you run up to Matt and then there'll be a prize for the first person to get all the words. If you don't have a Christmas bingo card, um, you can get one from Matt. Yeah, yeah, you can get one from Matt if you want one. Not if you're a grown-up, you just have to listen. Um, Okay, great. So the unbelievably unlikely story, the Christmas story that we saw so beautifully displayed for us this morning, it's so unbelievably (laughs) unlikely, right? It's actually one of the wildest, most mind-blowing, most bizarre stories ever told. Theologically, there is nothing in any other religion that comes close to it. We've got teenage pregnancy, right? We've got nobodies being let in on the greatest event in history. We've got a nowhere place. We've got nobody people. And in the middle of it all, a God who is a baby. So what is going on here? Well, I think the nature and character of Jesus' birth tells us everything about the nature and character of who he is. Jesus' birth is the moment that God steps onto the stage. See, the people were expecting a saviour, a messiah figure to come for them and to rescue them. And they had all kind of expectations of what that would look like, right? This hero figure who would step onto the stage and save the people. This week, Andrea and I went to baby cinema Now, baby cinema is where they do a screening of a film, especially for parents and babies. And so it's like a little bit brighter and a little bit quieter than normal, and you're allowed to bring your baby in. And it's basically a little bit like baby dominoes, because you finally get your baby to sleep, and you sit back with your popcorn and you're watching the film, and then someone else's baby cries, and then your baby wakes up and cries, and then someone else's baby wakes up and cries, and it's a very relaxing cinematic experience. I can assure you, but we're just so excited to be out at the movies, and so we love it. And so Andrea and I went this week to Baby Cinema, and we saw Creed, the new Rocky film, that classic baby-friendly film franchise, (laughs) and we're watching Rocky. And and in, in the Rocky films, right, in boxing, it's all about the big fight. But the big fight is also all about the big entrance, right? The moment when the guys come in, and they wear these... These kind of elaborate clothes, you know, those weird sort of like fighter hooded robe things and those belts and all that. And they come into the ring and it's all about showing who they are and what they're all about in that moment of their big entrance. And this moment in the nativity, this is Jesus' big entrance, right? This is the moment that he's stepping into the ring. And his entrance shows you who he is and what he's all about, Right, the expectation would be royal robes, palaces, glory, power, dominance. This is the king coming to claim his place. And instead we have this, right, tea headed shepherds, a manger, a baby. In his arrival, we begin to see what Jesus is like. And this unbelievably unlikely story displays to us the unbelievably good news. Mary and Joseph are young. Let's start the unlikely story there. Because God's about to step onto the stage, his big moment. And who does he turn to? A teenager. A young couple about to be married. If you're a young person here today, you'll know it's not always easy to be heard or seen right? It's not always easy to be taken seriously. People in our society might discount you or overlook you, but not God. He's the God who sees. He saw Mary and Joseph and he chose them, which shows us that God is not interested in, in, in age or status or qualifications. He's interested in our faithfulness. Mary and Joseph are incredibly unlikely. Bethlehem is unlikely, right? It's a nowhere backwater place that God would be born amongst animals is unlikely. But for his grand entrance, God chooses a stable over a castle. Because this good news was not about impressive displays of power and dominance. This is a God who arrives quietly, quietly unexpectedly in the middle of the night amongst ordinary people. Why? Why does he do this? And then there are two lots of people, so many people are winning bingo right now, it's all happening. There are two lots of people who get to witness this event, right? We get, first of all, we get the shepherds. And this was a lowly, Profession, Okay, these were essentially nobodies, lowly people who would hang out in the fields. And God shows up and treats them to this amazing sound and light performance. And as amazing as Jack and his dancers were, I'm going to think it was maybe even slightly better than that. Right, this angel performance as they come and they say, good news, of great joy for all people. God shows up to the shepherds. And then the other guys that get told are the wise men, men of influence, right? Men of power and strategy and wealth. And God chooses to let them in on the secret as well. Now, these two groups, they could not be more different, okay? If these guys bumped into each other on the way into the stable, it would have been super awkward, right? Like, what are they going to talk about? How are those, uh, those fields, those sheep doing for you like hire your palaces and hire your stars and your constellations like these groups could not have been more different they would not have hung out and yet somehow beautifully both of them find a place in this incredibly unlikely story see Jesus entrance preaches his intention and he tells us who he is and what he's all about And Jesus' intention is this, here is a God who is good news for all people, not just for those who have it all together, not just for those on the outside or those on the inside, this is good news for everybody. And finally, what makes this story unlikely is that it involves a baby. And the Bible makes it very clear that this baby is completely human and completely God. This is so wild. When you think about how incredibly vulnerable a newborn baby is. I remember Adam, before we had a child, he would never volunteer to hold babies until they are. So he, he talks about them being in two parts, you know, when they're tiny and they can't hold up their head. And he's like, it's too, they're too vulnerable. I can't hold them until they can sort of support themselves. And then we had our own, and he still hasn't held her. (laughs) He does. (laughs) He's holding her right now. Um, But they're so vulnerable, right? They They can't even hold up their own heads. As I said, we had this beautiful baby girl four and a half months ago, which is why we mostly look like we haven't slept in four years. And we had this baby, and it's caused me to look at this whole miracle of Christmas differently. Having this little baby, and I'll never forget that moment when Thea was born and they brought her to me and they set her on my chest, and just the, the weight of her little body on me, and also the weight of this incredible responsibility. Like she was so incredibly vulnerable. Do you know, it takes human babies two years to catch up with the rest of the animal kingdom two years they can't do anything they can't walk they can't sit up they can't do anything to take care of themselves they're completely and utterly vulnerable in every way and this is the way that the son of God chooses to make his appearance in the world as a baby this savior is clearly going to save in a different way so why did God do this Bonhoeffer says this, he has become like a man so that men should be like him. Jesus came as one of us in order that we might become like him. Or in other words, God became human so humans could become fully human again. See, there's a problem with us. Since the time of Adam and Eve, we have been separated from God because of our sin. And until this moment, we could not be close to God, but at this moment, he chooses to break that separation, to be born as a human in order that we might be able to come radically close to him once again. Later, when this little baby Jesus grows up, he says, "'I have come that they might have life "'and have it to the full.'" God became human so that humans could be fully human again. He became human to save us. So what does that mean for us? Well, in just a moment, we're going to look at why this unbelievably unlikely story is unbelievably good news. But first, do we have a winner of the Christmas bingo? I feel like we might have had about 25 winners just from watching how many people were coming up here. Who's our special winner, Matt? Was it you? Did you win? No, it's, Izzy. it's Izzy. Where's Izzy? Izzy. Izzy, come on up. We've got a prize for you. Well done, Izzy. She's even dressed like Christmas. Perfect. Why don't we stand together and we're going to sing our next carol. Um,
1: This reading is from Isaiah 9 verses 1, 6 and 7. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past he humbled the land of Zebulun and the the land of Naphtali, but in the future he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal
0: of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Well done. Thank you, Ruby. Please do grab a seat. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. This unbelievably unlikely story is unbelievably good news. Have you ever noticed how many people are involved in this story of Jesus' birth? Sheer volumes of children on the stage this morning. There's so many people involved. You had to actually look really hard just to spot little Nathan up here. There were so many other characters involved. Growing up, we had this little nativity scene in our house, and um, it it was like a little ornament that had all the characters from Jesus' story in it, and it was one of those things in the house that was quite clearly an ornament, not a toy, so not to be played with, but of course... That makes you want to play with it more than anything, doesn't it? So we always played with this little nativity scene. But the problem was there were so many little characters that when we were finished playing with this, we had to sneakily get them all back inside the manger. And we could never arrange them just the right way so they'd all fit. And per Joseph or a wise man would end up stood outside the stable and they would know that we'd been playing with the nativity. There's so many characters involved. Why? Why are all these guys up here. What does everyone do? This whole text should be about God, right? This is his big entrance. When we think about those Rocky films, right, there's one person stepping in and it's all about them. So what are all these other characters doing on the stage this morning? This narrative is cluttered with young people, with backwater shepherds and stargazers, and if you're sat there this morning watching the Nativity, you might be thinking, well, why shepherds? Or well, why wise men? But I think there's a question behind that question, which is actually, why anybody? Right? This is God's story. Why is anyone involved? Well, the answer comes from the angels as they appear in the sky to the shepherds, and they say this I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Why are so many people involved in this story? Because this story is good news for all people. Because Jesus came for these people. Because he is a God who sees and loves and chooses the young people, the rich and powerful, the poor and the humble. God's story is so tangled up in all these other people because the person of God is fully engaged in the story of humanity. The good news this morning is that there is a place for everyone up here in God's story. God wanted these people in his story because they're important to him. And God wants you in his story because you are important to him. Here's the thing. This unlikely story is all about God. But this God is all about his people. So every time you see a nativity scene this Christmas, every time you hear about the shepherds or the teenagers or the wise men, let it remind you that you are loved by a God who didn't come in power and dominance to promote himself, but came quietly to find you, to draw you close to him. Maybe you're here today and you're asking, who am I really? How valuable, how lovable am I really? well we've seen in this story that the answer to that question is a great resounding you are infinitely loved infinitely worth it infinitely valuable to a god who would come to earth become one of us live and die for you this is good news of great joy don't you love that this is a god who's interested in joy Right? He's interested in your emotions. He wants you to feel great joy today for all people. I don't know about you, but I find so many reasons to disqualify myself from this good news. But whether you feel too unworthy this morning, too insignificant, too young, too old, too lowly, or too lofty, this unlikely story tells us the unbelievably good news But this is a God who sees you, who says your soul is worth it. We are invited into his story this morning. I'm going to pray for us, if that's all right, and pray that you might know this great joy this Christmas season. Thank you so much, God, for your story. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to earth, for becoming one of us and coming to draw us close to yourself. May we know your great joy in this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Thanks, Hannah, so much.